0: You can listen to Movies Baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch Movies Baby live every Thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby!
1: It's time for some All-Star Goss.
2: Ooh, the All-Star Season 8 cast has been announced and honey, it is stacked. Like pancakes. The girls are back and they've got new fashions and new faces. Plus, some more fuckery in Tennessee as the politicians continue to oppress the trans and queer community. But we've got things to brighten our days, like the LGBTQ Center Gala,
1: the drag community fighting back, and making big moves with fundraisers, and pageants!
2: Plus, our DMs continue to be popping off.
1: Who's ready to gossip? it up? Goss it up!
2: Let's go. M. Oh. Soul, Gil,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Ashwagandha. Um, welcome back for another steaming, steaming, scalding, scalding, serving of
0: hot, hot Goss. God.
2: This oh. is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, Five. gossip and politics, Yikes. and take a deep dive, dive into the DMs. So let's get into some hot, hot
1: Goss.
2: New promo.
0: Yeah, I know. If you've heard
2: about this, this little show, this little show that's happening, it's uh, mm-hmm. they, they All Stars Eight. The cast.
1: Yeah. All Stars Eight. Um, we have 12 lovely contestants. Um, beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. I think Jimbo's for me won the promo because it's just such a striking silhouette. Heidi is a close number two for me. She looks beautiful. Everybody looks beautiful. But in terms of, Striking silhouettes that could create fan art,
2: Jimbo, come on! I loved this this promo shoot uh, in general, and I think the photos and the um, the photos and the like way they've made them look like they're in an environment, like at a Met Gala type event. I think the these are like the these are the best looking promos I've seen in a very long time out of Drag, or to me. They look so good. I love the photography. I love the direction. Um, RuPaul also looks great. She's in a sort of disco, you know, pantsuit. Uh, it's David DeRimple. By, oh, yeah. Yeah, being he hounded does. by photographers.
1: David did a lot of um, Patricia Fields in-house stuff for years.
2: and um, I mean, She's great.
1: Everything. David's everything.
2: I With love the things. Muse. Candy Muse looks really good, too.
1: Candy looks beautiful. It's a continuation, I feel like, of her first promo, which is the seafoam green with the giant hip. This is like mm. the evolved version of that in a different color. I think Alexis Michelle looks beautiful. It's for that satin to be lying so flat like that, it's just a vision. Um, who else is there?
2: Uh, Kahanamon Trees. Um yeah. uh, she said I'm bringing a new face to this competition. <laughs> I'm the new face of the competition, honey. I, they all look great. You can't you can't scroll through these photos and be like, "Oh, she looks like a piece of shit." They all look fucking good. Bitch. Well, Come I on. mean, yes, period. James Mansfield is is wearing her classic sort of Thing, but then she added this sort of like giant fan on the back to say hi. It's the Met Gala. It's something over the top, like you said, Heidi and that I love this. Uh, Naga hide this. Yeah, fucking Corinthian leather. Go fucking. Uh, she looks so cool. Darian Lake looks incredible. Oh my gosh. She can buy herself flowers, and then she attaches the flowers to the sash.
1: Yeah. Oh my, gosh. I, my season
2: I, five sister, Monica B. Hills, with a yeah. Z. Oh, this, this season's very exciting. See, you, I mean, see, you're not even excited because you already know who goes home in what order because you talk to all the girls. You no. know, all the secrets in the spires. I That's don't know not why I'm not excited. I didn't know half of these girls were even on this. And so I, when not- this came out, I was like, oh. Very exciting to me. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. That's not why I'm not excited. I'm just, I. If you look at this season, like, and you look at the past seasons of All Stars, like it's chock full of like. Most of I'll I'll say this, and I'm not I'm not dogging on these girls more than they actually dogged themselves when they were on TV the first time, because, oh. what I'm not. I'm just saying that all of these girls. None of them won more than one challenger season. A lot of them won zero challenges their season. Only one girl has three wins under her belts for challenges, and that's Jimbo, who's now on her third iteration of the show. So Didn't Alexis
2: it, Michelle make it to like the final like she five was fifth. Of, she was fifth. Yeah.
1: But you know that you know
2: there's Darien Lake made it to the final four. Fourth.
1: But there's lots of girls from the old seasons that were top two, top three, this year, there's not many of those. So I get that they're calling it
2: all-stars, but... So do you not think that that will make a great season still, though, to give them another chance? I think... I think...
1: um I didn't say it wouldn't make a great season, but I think the, the caliber of talent of which we're used to on an all-stars season... Um, could be different this year because there are a lot of girls who did not make it very far on their season. World of Wonder is running out of girls who want to work with them or who or who will say yes because I'll tell you this. A lot of girls said no to All-Stars 8 and now they're doing All-Stars 9 because on All-Stars 9, they're not sending any girls home because all the girls wouldn't do it
2: unless they agreed to that. <laughs> really? Uh... Yep. That's amazing. Yep. I want to do that. I want to do and one. Why don't they do another winners? Why don't they call me uh, Randy? Uh,
0: I don't know. Fenta, I don't know why they don't call
2: you at Tom, all. so weird. Call me. Uh, I want to do it. <laughs> Rude. Wow.
1: Who said Jiminy? Jiminy,
2: I want to do, do all winners.
1: We know. You, you would should kill just. It.
2: I didn't want to do it before because I wasn't in a place where I was ready to, but I do feel like I'm ready to now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, would you rather compete against winners or these girls? Which one?
2: Um. Uh, well, I Which think one? either way it would be a very fun romp. Oh. I can't wait to see what these girls do. See, I think it's a Me too, a I hope they improved. I really hope they
1: improved. Of course they
2: have. They all have. Really? I... I think it's a dichotomy of girls who went really far in their seasons and girls who went home really early in their seasons. I think that's what this season is, which creates a very exciting dynamic. Sort of like on Survivor, they split the tribes up and they're like, you all are scientists and you all are models. Now see what happens. You know what I mean?
1: You must be doing science in an alternate reality because only two of these girls made it far on their seasons enough to be considered finalists, and that's Candy and
2: Jimbo. Lala was Miss Congeniality. Darian Lake.
1: Alexis, Michelle's in this? Um,
2: Jimbo. Very um, Lake wasn't Candy final. Candy Muse. But went far. I didn't say finals, but I said uh, went far. Well, Nisha Lopez went home first. Monica Beverly came Hills back went, went home very again. early. Where did Kahana, Lala replace? Early. I don't remember. Lala was
1: fifth, I think. She was Miss Congeniality. Okay, fifth see, she six. went
2: far in the season. That's James middle. Mansfield, James Mansfield, very early off. Kahana Montrice, very early off. Kasha Davis. How did Heidi in closet? Um, she was fifth. Miss
1: Congenial, congeniality. Okay. And Jessica, I feel like also miss congeniality, maybe, and we're like fifth or sixth.
2: Yeah, I, Jessica Wild was sort of. I feel like she went home too early.
1: And on I'm speaking. And I'm. I'm not saying this from some pedestal. I went, I'm went. i technically seventh on my season and I went home in the middle, but it's all about what you've done since the show, okay? I haven't seen much from a lot of these girls since the show, and they were given the same platform as all of us. So, all stars? Sure. I'd like to see them... I'd, I'd like to see them shoot into the constellations and claim their stardom, because right now a lot it's of them... Not fair still, to
2: say. It's not, not fair to say. Who said it to be say. Fair. It's not fair to say that we're all given the same platform and we're all, we're all given the opportunities. We we're very fortunate that we landed in the sort of green zone, the Cinderella zone of of the trajectory of the whole show. Before season four, it was almost too early before the show had reached a sort of zenith. Then after that, it started to reach an oversaturation. So we got really lucky in our timing. There's all these things that come into play. There's also, I mean, there's, there's a ton of things that come into play. I don't think every girl who gets on Drag Race has the exact same opportunity.
1: No, but I think that we're given the same amount of air, like episodes per week. And it's all in what you do with it. And baby, luck played into mine, but I also think that hard work plays into it a lot too. And Suck be like, a lady tonight. I'm I'm just I'm I am just saying the caliber of talent on this season is not what I'm used to from an all-stars. I'm used to the top girls. And these are girls that I'm waiting to discover their new talents and discover more of them. And I can't wait to see
2: what they bring. I can't wait to see how this turns out. And uh, Paramount Plus is um, hosting this um, season. Is that like the all-stars go on Paramount Plus and then uh, then the regular season goes on like a TV channel? or what? How's yeah, it
1: and until it doesn't. And then they make money from somewhere else and make us get a new subscription. Okay. I mean,
2: I, I think it would. I can't wait to see what these girls do. But. I'm excited. Fun season. Great promos. Um, Great Why promos. don't we go ahead and take a break? But before we do, we have a rainbow
1: spotlight mm-hmm.
2: from mm-hmm. the Northern Boys. And this is called Give, Give It To, it to me. me. Give it to me. Let me borrow the top. You're not even using it. Let me borrow the top. Let's the top. I got
0: a big bald head, all the better to make love. You find me in the club, fucking it up. Tuck my dick up in my legs and I tape it up. Now I look so pretty, I'm a million bucks. I'm a cross-dressed man and I'm here to dance. I got an inch where I'm in my boot cut pants. If you see me cry, I better walk on by. Cause I don't wanna share the pain that's inside. Five foot nine in me six-inch boots. Ladies, would you like to get loose? Ladies, would you like to get wild? Ladies, would you show me that moose? Knuckle, cool, the buckle of my belt's on side. The shade's jet black, but the Mustache wide. I just want to sniff cocaine all night while I shake these thighs in the laser light. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Come on, baby, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. me. Come on, baby, give it to me. I'm an angry man, but I'm a soft old sod. I got a couple mates and they lost the plot. Don't need it.
1: drag, drag.
2: Ah, and use code helixpartner20 this is the best offer yet and it's not going to last long it's so good i'm going to say it again
1: that's helixsleep.com/drag drag. and use code
2: helixpartner20 with helix better sleep starts now
1: Can I tell you something funny? So one girl is doing the the video tomorrow that we're doing. And Mm -hmm. it's with another girl that they don't… Well, I mean, could we bleep the names? So not only did okay, (laughs) so somebody dropped out and this girl replaced the girl that dropped out. And all the colors are we talking about
2: the video shoot we're doing tomorrow? Yeah. Okay.
1: And then all the colors were already assigned. So the girl that came in had to had to pick the color that was the other girl was leaving. So not only did she say, I don't want to be that color. I want to be this color. And she says she wants to be the color of the girl that she doesn't get along with and that doesn't get along with her. That purportedly left her on the side of the road at a rest stop (laughs) and abandoned her. So not only did she say, okay, I'll do the video, but I want that girl's color that doesn't like me. And the, the girl was like, how do I handle this, Willem? How would you handle it? And I was like, I'd say no, and then I'd avoid her.
2: <laughs> or, I mean, I would say just wear the same color. We'll just set you at opposite sides of the fucking
1: thing. No. No, because each color is assigned. Like, you're piss yellow.
2: Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right.
1: <laughs> um, I'd like to talk about another Flagging rainbow yellow. spotlight, possibly. His name is Duran, D-U-R-A-N-D, D-U-R-A-N-D. And I saw him at this gala this weekend, and he was like everything. With one of the most dynamic performers, he was like his get down abilities. Like he had this whole room of like huffy puffy donors just pumping. It was I love that. one of the best performances I've seen.
2: Upright, it was so okay, good. Great. Well, Everybody maybe we'll do a future future spotlight.
1: Yeah, his name is Durand. Durand Bernard and he had a tiny desk too which I looked up and he's amazing. Just so fucking good. You were at dragstrip this weekend. Did you notice any stellar performances?
2: It was so fun. It was fun. We were just we were talking about this before we even jumped on the call, but there is a level of I don't know, sort of the The reason I don't know, I don't know why you got into drag, maybe because you were hooking. uh, but I got into drag. <laughs> I got into drag because it was fun. you know what I mean and it was like irreverent and it was like it it didn't have any rules. And so I don't know, drag strip exemplifies that so much. and so getting to go there. Over the weekend and I got to perform and it was just, it was fucking crowded and it was loud and it was hot and it was sweaty and everyone, like more people were in drag in the audience than were not. That's what drag strip like, like captures. Everyone was participating. Girl, and you didn't have to be fucking polished or pretty or perfect. You got to just fucking feel the fun of the drag.
1: Yeah, no, I saw your picture there. (laughs)
2: A little boot scoot wig you have to be pretty
1: Uh, uh, um, this gala was great it was the center gala for the LGBT center Um, uh, we got to honor Leslie Jordan one last Mm -hmm. time Uh, Kiki Palmer was there Pamela Anderson was like two two seats away and I was like do you remember when you were on Drag Race and some drag queen threw up she was like yes I was like that was me Uh... she's like oh hi so nice. What the, it was such a wonderful gala. T.S. Madison was hosting and during the live auction, nobody was throwing it up. So I put up a 20 and she said, there's a rich white woman with purple eyeshadow. Oh wait, that's Willem. And then she got off the stage and started really squeezing the bitches. She went right over to Trixie and said, the richest drag queen in the room, you got 7,500. And Trixie was in the middle of trying to donate like electronically for like 1,500. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Maddie got her and then she, Trixie said you know what I'm splitting this with you Simone because you won RuPaul gave you $100,000 and then she spotted Randy's old ass and she said Randy I know you got money because you've been running me my checks for a little while Madison was such a great host um, amazing it was a wonderful benefit We they raised over $1.25 for the center and the center does so much for people they feed they make like thousands of meals Per year for people. They do, they teach people how to have skills like in culinary arts. They deal with Mm. unhoused, unhoused youth. They deal with clothing, all these needs, health, mental services. Like the center is such a resource and they have like 10 different places around LA and then the big one. And they're trying to get the big one services everywhere to help. So if you're in LA and you're looking for a spot to volunteer, the L.A. Gay and Lesbian Center is great. We had our documentary premiere there. They have a great theater that Lily Tomlin and Jane Wagner are, like, the proprietors of or the, yeah. the names on it. It's such a great spot.
2: They do a lot of great work. That's why I always like to – uh I, I like to donate to them whenever possible. They do a lot of, like – and it's, like, actual work that really can help, like, change people's lives and, like, yeah. turn people's lives around. Like – Um, I had a really good friend when I first moved to LA and we worked at neighboring porn stores together, (laughs) but she's sort of like, like she, before I knew her was going through a really fucking difficult time and was like unhoused and on the streets and like, didn't know what she was going to do. And the center like helped her get her fucking self together, you know, and like, and so, like, they actually do, like, really actionable um, things that change people's lives. So, they do hey, good stuff. And this, that's great this, that um, that you went to the gala.
1: The Snatch Game came out of the Gay and Lesbian Center because Dennis Hensley oh, puts yeah. on a show there for charity, which we've all done. And it worked its way into Drag Race. He was on set when we did it, you know? Like, the Renberg nurtures talent. They have five nights of live theater a week now with their theater. They have... um. Uh, I forget his name, John from the center. He's not running the theater anymore, but um, they have a new guy there. It's it was just such a great night. Um, I love that. What were your highlights from Drag Strip? Any any queens you hadn't seen in a decade performing? My friend Madison was Girl, there. Hey, that- Madison.
2: I saw the Buffon sisters, girl. The I Buffons were in town, si- girl. They, yes, they fucking did a lover. Like I was like, I haven't seen you since I like started drag. Like we were running around in the same circles. Oh my god, uh, they used to do so Richard
1: Simmons with me.
2: Everywhere you looked, there was just somebody who was like fucking- drag queens, a, a really wonderful, you know. A really wonderful night. Another really wonderful night, it looked like Lizzo performed in Tennessee and brought out a whole gaggle of drag queens to show her support for drag entertainers and, you know, all the nonsense that we're facing specifically in Tennessee. Uh, So Lizzo said, get me some crossies in here. She said, "Give me some
1: Voss crosses. Run me because my Voss Voss crosses." <laughs> they got they got some local girls and then they got four girls from the Ve- Oh, bitch, the Vegas show was probably bleak that night. They took <laughs> They grabbed some Vegas girls. Yes, they, did. <laughs> they They grabbed the Vegas girls. Um Lizzo looks this, great too. Lizzo looks beautiful in this custom rhinestone glare moment. I think that more artists need to take Lizzo and Marin Morris's um example and do this. Because so many artists have used drag and showgirls in their performances, or they've taken inspiration from us, and they haven't said a word still, which is very yeah. frustrating, leaving it to the drag queens to do all the work for us. I mean, I, it would be nice to have some support from the community that has taken so much from us, you know?
2: Yeah. But- and... Uh yeah, I mean I totally agree. And you know what? Speaking of Tennessee, uh, yeah. we have some fundraising totals to share with you.
1: We from do. our event,
2: we did a yeah. little show called
1: Dragus. Dragus, good. good. Yeah, a little I
2: event, love- and uh, we're so thankful to everyone who uh, participated, who donated their time and who donated their dollars to raise money for a really good cause. We are so excited to announce that the Drag Is Good event raised a ton of money. We love it.
1: From VIP dinner, in-person ticket sales at play, live stream viewers all over the world, cash tips, digital tips, eBay auction, the in-person auction, and our Drag Is Good merch sales
2: we were able to donate $78,500!
1: And because we want to support this fight from all the angles, here's a breakdown
2: of all of our donations. $40,000 went to the National ACLU Drag Defense Fund, $20,000 directly to the ACLU of Tennessee, $12,500 to Nashville Launchpad, $2,000 to the Campaign for Southern Equality, $2,000 to Mutual Aid, Babes, Tennessee. $2,000 to TransAid, Nashville. Thank you all so much for your generosity and support. We couldn't have done this without you.
1: And thank you for valuing drag as much as we do. If you weren't able to participate in the fundraiser, you can also check out these organizations and donate directly to them. Wow, we raised so much fucking money. Uh, You have another fundraiser going for The Drag Isn't Dangerous.
2: Yes, May 7th, Drag Isn't Dangerous, which is a telethon that'll be live streaming on moment. And uh yeah, Jackie Beat and I went to KTLA uh <laughs> the news what early time? in the morning to record a segment. Um I I think we had to be there at 10 a.m. Oh wow, that's not early at all. No, it wasn't too bad. Um uh but um Yeah. So it's what's happening in Drag Isn't Dangerous? Well, it's going to be like a telethon. So there's going to be like some pre-recorded stuff. There's going to be some live stuff. They're going to be like having old, it's like an old timey, like they're going to have the phone answerers, like so you can call in and be part of it and like make your donation. And that's going to be happening on May 7th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. East Coast. And you can find out more information and get your ticket at moment.co slash dangerous. Cool. And a lot of big names are attached and involved, so.
1: Yeah, I, I saw Charlize Theron and then Jesse Eisenberg randomly. Yeah. Do you remember there was a girl always saying Jesse Eisenberg was her brother and she would show up at the meet and greets and say she was sick and No. Do you remember that? She had curly hair, I remember. Maybe she'll I be was there. The She's she did it to she did it to me multiple times. I'm like, "I know. You're Jesse Eisenberg's sister." You've been here before, and you've told me this. And you don't need to tell me every time.
2: Why don't we go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: Let's do
2: that. Are you, um... Have you updated your OutTV app, Phil?
1: I have, and I was so happy to see that there's um, a new offering from uh, the drag community. It's an episode called Behind the Drag Queen of the Year Pageant, which is also airing on OutTV's YouTube channel right now for the first episode. Yes.
2: Um. Yeah, so they made it really easy to find. Look, I was on the phone with my mom, and we I was walking her through trying to find where this is, because I was, like, curious, like, is because a lot of people you say oh it's on Out TV and they're like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about I don't know what that means Out TV itself is an app but it's like a paid subscribe app but there are also other ways that you can get it like if you have Apple TV plus then you can find it if you it's type free in on Drag Apple TV Queen plus. Yeah. Yeah. If you type in Drag Queen of the Year and they made it super easy it's also on YouTube. So there's lots of places to watch it. The first episode is out now. Uh, and it's going to be coming out every Friday. So when this comes out, there'll be another episode out for you Um, every Friday until, uh, until the pageant when uh, we're going to do it, we're going to do the next one live. So um, reliving all of the uh, backstage kind of nonsense and, and craziness and scariness is um, harrowing for us who went through it, but, it is really cool to see a spotlight on all of the performers because they're really amazing. Oh yeah. Uh I forget who wins. Well, good. You'll have to tune in and you can <laughs> find out. Yeah. Were my scores thrown out this year? What year did we tape this? Um, this was filmed this was the last the first pageant. year. This was last year. Oh, yeah. okay. Our our dry year. Our prohibition era. Dry, yes, the liquor license got pulled at the last minute, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, drag is a political statement, and I'm so glad to see it on television. Um, thank you to Out TV and the good people at Producer Entertainment. Uh, yes. Shall we take a break?
2: No, let's get into this segment that we call... Let's,
0: let's get.
1: get...
2: Oh, it went, it went, I
1: heard it. Political no, political politica. I wanna, I wanna get, politica. get political
2: Let me let see me politica.
0: Politica.
2: It's not our best I'm not saying it's the best, but it ain't the worst.
1: I'm I'm calling it Dulcet, baby. Dulcet. If Ruth's
2: number one, mm-hmm. we're number the, two. Two. <laughs> uh the board I'll spell it out for okay.
1: Why don't you the let e us know?
2: In the realm of politics.
1: There's more bullshit in Tennessee. This time, okay. there's we have a legislative update. There's a bill eliminating trans and intersex people from the Tennessee Code advanced the full house. Ooh. Okay, a what bill eliminating mean? trans and intersex people from the Tennessee Code advanced the full house advanced to the full house. I don't know what that means. Hold on, let me let me go below. So a guy named Gino Bolso introduced HB 239, explaining that it would define sex throughout the Tennessee Code as a person's immutable biological sex as determined by anatomy and genetics existing at the time of birth and as evidenced by a person's (laughs) original birth certificate. It is notable that trans people in Tennessee cannot change their gender marker on their birth certificate, which may conflict with their lived experience of gender. Under law, it is expected that HB 239 would, at minimum, prohibit trans Tennesseans from changing the gender marker on other state-issued identity documents, including IDs. So they're trying to make being trans illegal. They're trying to make it impossible to change your gender marker on government documents and live your truth as you live it if you're a trans person in
0: Tennessee. And do you remember... um at Drag is good. Eureka got up and spoke that she had just finally received her Tennessee driver's license with the correct gender marker on it. And she And yeah. so what now? They
2: now they're trying to like make that impo- impossible. Yes. Yes. So uh the question is what now? So after passing the House and Senate, the bill goes to the governor to be signed. It's not a law yet. If the bill is signed, it will not go into effect until July 1st. If the bill successfully becomes law and is not blocked by litigation, it will likely no longer be possible to change the gender marker on a state-issued ID. This is the information we have right now, um, and it may change in the coming months. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, we, we it hasn't do. been signed by the governor. And if and you we want, have- you can call Governor Lee and urge him to veto this bill. 615 741 2001.
1: No, Governor Lee. Call. Governor Lee is that uh governor of Tennessee who Who'd thought it was okay to dress up to and drag, drag in high school, but why you know that why was okay for so him,
2: why but not, so not for
1: adults the, wanting to make money.
2: Why are they so hung up on the trans? Why do they care? Because what? Why are they so mad about... Because it's
1: distracting. It's distracting and taking up people's times and attention instead of focusing on the real issue, which is guns. That's Mm. why they're... And they're trying to get rid of trans people at the basis level, which is, oh, the guys that dress in drag because that's the easy one to take out. It's hard to totally annihilate someone's existence such as a trans woman but drag queens who just dress up and it's frivolous oh we can take them out and once they take them out they'll take out the next one and the next one and the healthcare and the gender affirming stuff they're just targeting the the lowest people on the totem pole right now which is drag queens can we even say that anymore is that ethnically okay to say like talk about low people on the totem pole or is that just a physical thing like the totem pole has different heads and we're the lowest one I don't even know. I I probably said something wrong, but it's okay. I do that all the time. You're used to it. Um, There's also stuff going wrong in Montana. There's a representative named Zoe Zephyr who's being told she can't speak on a bill unless she apologizes for saying there would be blood on the hands of conservative lawmakers if a ban of gender-affirming care was passed. Her colleagues, meanwhile, purposely misgender her while in session.
2: Um, so, okay, the latest high-profile example of state legislative leadership deciding who can be heard during state house debates is playing out in Montana, where a transgender lawmaker was silenced by Republican leaders. Zoe Zephyr, who was deliberately referred to using male pronouns by conservative colleagues, says she won't apologize for telling lawmakers they would have blood on their hands if they voted for the bill, which would be banning gender-affirming care. The measure has passed and is in the hands of the governor who has indicated he will sign it. Montana is among a wave of states passing legislation that opponents say could put transgender teens in jeopardy. Montana's House Speaker said he won't let Zephyr speak on the chamber floor until she apologizes. I mean,
1: Marjorie Taylor Greene can, um, can call people liars and get censured for, you know, incorrectly stating facts when people aren't lying. This is not a lie. Zoe Zephyr is not lying because this teens, LGBTQIA teens have a higher rate of suicide, especially if they're not given gender affirming care that is offered usually in most states for free. And now they're, they're not only taking it back, they're making it illegal for doctors to prescribe it and to give that care and villainizing the doctors. So even if doctors wanted to, their practices would be at risk. So they're yeah. they're trying to make being trans a very hard thing in their already terrible state.
2: Well,, uh, we'll be keeping an eye on all of these things., uh, and why don't we take a break and we'll be right back.
1: I can't wait to get in this fucking cave.
2: Get in this cave, okay.
1: Ooh, girl, just it's get in the fucking cave. Just get in. No, you don't need a wristband. Come on, okay. It's for this time for that the special moment.
2: time. This is we the go spelunking, unking, unking deep inside the DS. This ta ta ta. This
1: first message comes from Kimby. Hi, Alaska, Willems, and Dips. I'm a first-time long-time. I saw y'all at Roscoe's, and may I just say y'all looked absolutely stunning. Anyway, I'm listening to JVN's podcast about the Titanic, and the expert he had on was talking about Scuttlebutt. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it's a big tank on the back of a ship that holds fresh water, and someone was guarding... And someone was guarding that Scuttlebutt all the time. Who knew? And further investigation seems to... Seems like the term means gossip. And since people would gossip around the scuttlebutt water cooler. Oh, can't wait to hear what kind of toasty scuttlebutt y'all get into on Friday. Love y'all so much and no dick pics since I don't have one.
0: Scuttlebutt. Thanks, Kimby. Can
2: a pu- you can send a pussy pic or whatever. Puss peak? Puss peek. I don't, I mean, I don't. Uh, go for it. Um, okay. Girl, um. I want less scuttlebutt, more buttle scut. We didn't someone send us this information already? Didn't we know this?
0: About what? We knew about gossip, but I don't know that we knew about the water tank.
2: No, yeah, scut- scuttlebutt is a water is a water container. I thought we talked about this on the podcast already. No, I never knew about that. That's
0: my outline. The I new information. Never knew.
2: The new information so is that there was someone you? there to guard it. So Big Dipper is the scuttlebutt guard cuz you get to guard, you have to <laughs> you write the outline for us. Girl, I don't trust I mean, the tank then. I have wait isn't there scuttlebutt about I maybe mean, we're not allowed to talk about this? Isn't there scuttlebutt about wasn't someone like a a replacement on the All-Stars on the new All-Stars? Yeah. Like someone Someone couldn't do it. Yes. And someone came in and as a replace. Okay.
1: Yes. And are we gonna bleep it? She was on your season. The girl that couldn't do it. Huh? Was supposed to do it, and since she's not doing it, I don't see any reason I can't say it. And we're was gonna bleep by all. Of,
2: we're gonna bleep the name out of privacy because I don't know how. I don't know how out there this information is. But I it's thought I heard there? some scuttlebutt. But I thought I th- I thought you would you would know if anyone. Oh, would you
1: know. were just shaking the scuttlebutt tree to see what fell out of
2: it. Yeah, just tapping that water tank.
1: So should we not talk about? Thank it you then?
2: for thank you for the information. Oh, so you
1: brought it up to not talk about it. I'm sorry. We'll move on to Shannon's
2: letter. We're making a podcast, bitch.
1: Keep those hands clean, darling. Um, <laughs> all winners is coming. Hello, esteemed guardians of the drag galaxy. I can read it. You read the last oh, one. Okay, Leia Michelle, go ahead.
2: <laughs> All Stars is coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, esteemed guardians of Drag Galaxy. I have a question regarding Drag Race prizes. When Rue says that the winner of Drag Race receives a one year supply of makeup from Anastasia Beverly Hills, what does that really mean? Does the winner get a gift card for a certain amount to spend? Do they get whatever they want an unlimited supply for the next year? Who decides how much makeup any one queen uses in a year? Since I imagine this would differ greatly between someone like Marsha and someone like Trixie, to use an obvious example. No Drick pick, as I have no Drick to pick, but in hopes of boarding immediately after priority, here's a butt pick from a hotel mirror in the middle of North Dakota. I figure we can all appreciate a good butt. Uh, with thanks and spanks, Shannon. Yeah, that's that's a great that's that's a great uh, rumpus.
1: No spanks here, honey, because Shannon is um, no tights.
2: What is this hotel? A hotel mirror? Is that a hotel room? Mm -hmm. Oh, that tile is atrocious. Yeah, the tile seems
1: seems like like a portico, a portico of the entry.
2: Um, um, a red, North a Dakota, red panty. Wow, that's remote, honey. Yes, a red high cut panty. You better go mm-hmm. off. Um, I never received
1: a makeup prize, but I do know that Raja went into Krylon after her win in San Fran and said, "I'll take one of everything," and got it. Shan- Shannon, Sharon,
2: she around the world.
1: Sharon um, was given an unlimited supply. But I don't know how long that lasted.
2: Yes, I think the the language is intentionally vague. Now they say a sickening supply. They don't say a
1: year anymore. They say which which just means you get what's left over.
2: Yeah. Did you tell me this? Did you keep the they give you like a makeup kit at the beginning Mm -hmm. when you arrive? Everyone gets one. Did you keep yours? I kept mine.
1: I kept mine and then I auctioned it off and the proceeds went to the LGBT center.
2: Hallelujah. Yes, God. I kept mine too. And I think I'm still using some of it. I can tell. I think there's still... I I don't know from season five, but I'm definitely still using some Anastasia stuff from from All Stars, which I think that is the makeup prize. I think everyone kind of gets it. Like everyone just gets to keep their Mm -hmm. kit. I don't remember winning any additional makeup supplies at all from from all stars
1: well maybe you should talk to him because it was in your prize package
2: excuse me I'd like to speak to Norvina
0: Do you, want you me to need go to knock? get
2: Norvina on the phone now
0: <laughs>
1: damn um, that would be so weird Thank for you, a show to award an a prize and then not follow through on it that would be crazy <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing Anyway, from Frank, Hey Alaska De La Rosa, Let Willem Martinez, frank. and Big Dip De Leon. Long time listener, first time writer. Just wanted to share some Today, good news Today
2: on Top Model, we will be changing your race. That's right.
1: <laughs> Raja will make you white if you are not white. And you will be Cherokee. You'll be
2: picking ra- race and ethnicities out of a hat, and you will be <laughs> something. You will be a milkmaid that's from Zimbabwe a- with three black a- babies. A- that's what this reminded me of, because you, you gave us.
1: <laughs> yeah, they gave us dif- uh, different last names. Latinx names.
2: Yeah. Well, okay, Frank sorry, would like to on.
1: share some good news to to us coming in from the Philippines. Khaled Karen, one of the judges <gasps> uh-huh. from Drag Race Philippines, just became the first trans woman to win a supporting actress award in their country at 2023 mm-hmm. Summer Metro Manila Film Festival for her performance in the film Here Comes the Groom, where she portrayed a pageant queen that got soul swapped with a religious boy next door type guy.
2: Oh my she gave a great
1: performance and I just wanted to share this with the to give it light amidst all the shit that's happening in our world right now. Drag Race uh, Philippines alum Silhouette also starred in the <gasps> film and was nominated for the best Supporting oh. Actor Award in their debut performance. Thank you for all the good work you guys do for the community. I love you all lots. Sending here a pic taken of me by my partner. I may not have the biggest package, but I have been told by many that I am the best performer. Love from oh, the Philippines nominee. Frank. Oh hey
2: Frank. All right, Frank. Frank is sitting in a chair, uh, flexing muscles. They did some Photoshopping with the erase tool on the face. Uh, Just went... Did he put a towel down on that chair? Uh, No, no. No, no. There is an air conditioning unit, which in the Philippines, that will come in handy. And this stunning orange couch in the background. I quite like that. Mm -hmm.
1: It looks like an all-form. I think I'm pretty sure it's an all-form.
2: This is the thing I feel like I feel like in the Philippines especially like uh, with all this like anti trans like hysteria happening in America it it boggles the mind because like I feel like transness has been really normalized in different regions of the world for a long time where it's not like oh this is some new thing this is some scandal it's like culturally it's like in, in in certain regions of the world, it's like, no, this is just, this is part of humanity. It's like, some people are just trans. <laughs> get, yeah, get the I'm- fuck over it. <laughs> so that's why it's fierce that, you know, someone like Khalid Karan, it's it's not even, I, I mean, it's, it's great that she's fucking winning an award, but they're not like, oh no, she's fucking, oh no, a trans person is in the public eye. It's like, no, she's just like, she's fierce and good at her job so she won an award.
1: Yeah, I think that uh a lot of the trans stuff in places that weren't that were considered like, you know, uh exotic like Southeast Asia and the Middle East and India, a lot of their transness was um Mitigated a little bit when, like, Christian people in Christianity tried to take over. Like, the British rule and empire—that wasn't Christianity, mm. but, like, whatever religion. They came and cracked down on, like, the third sex people. And, like, they tried to make Christianity the thing which uh, outlawed, you know, anything other than girl-boy bullshit. Um, yeah. But, like, I feel like in Raja's country, like, the third gender is, like, respected. And the same thing in a lot of, like, yeah. the— um mesoamerican latinx communities and stuff
2: yeah because people go to them for advice because yeah. what they're sasha able was saying to see the world through two different mm-hmm. you know A- about the mahu experiences
1: the mahu in hawaii same thing like the yeah. those people used to be respected and then they had to go into basically hiding kind of yeah and now they're being you know legislated against it's yeah. crazy. Crazy, crazy world. But thank you, well, Carol, for letting us know about, um, oh, wait, that's not Carol. Frank.
2: frank. Frank. Thank you
1: for being Frank, Frank.
2: Yes, thank you for sharing that. Khaled Karen's fucking awesome and hilarious, so I'm glad that she's snatching trophies. we love to. And Silhouette, too, honey. Get what the nomination. Woman. Yeah, Get center part wig. The next message, she better have worn a center part wig in the movie. Maybe because she was acting, she was like, I'm going to wear a sidebar hmm. with a bang. Cause she's are, acting.
1: Are Are we gonna talk about um, about the thing that I discovered in the last episode of Drag Race where they have uh the song playing and they cut to a nitro when it says losers weepers.
2: <laughs> You're really pushing this, aren't you? I'd have was, to see I, the footage.
1: I I jumped out at me instantly because I was like. Whoever edited that should have noticed it and then changed it. Because if it wasn't on purpose, it was really fucking tacky. To call a girl a loser after a phenomenal season like that, and sure, she did lose, but to call her a loser, like were that's they just like,
2: zooming in on everyone? At no, different times, it was though? it was a
1: shot of Anitra. A shot of Anitra. And it said losers, weepers. It, they cut specifically to Anitra.
2: That's I think tacky it, to me.
1: Me too. It was really tacky. And if they didn't notice it then, and it, they know that it's true now because I'm saying it, somebody should change it. I mean, they edited out Jiggly's ball and blurred that out no, for future episodes. So they should edit this out too. Right there, they cut to Anitra shaking her ass in a single shot, saying "Losers, weepers." We're gonna put this on our Instagram too, so you does, can
2: see it. Who did they cut to for the second loser sweepers? Let's look. Oh, finders keepers.
1: Yeah, they specifically chose whoever edited that to show the girl that just lost, and then they call, they labeled her loser. And I think that's so tacky to the people across the street. And I would go outside and yell if I knew it would do anything because it's just tacky. They and for so many people have had to watch that episode before it actually aired, and no one over there, they either saw it and they thought it was funny, or and they let it slide, or they're too dumb to catch it. I know they're not too dumb. So enough people saw that and thought that that was okay to see that girl disrespected like that. Enough people that don't do drag, we call girl. I call girls losers all the time. I said it in Untucked when I was there, but like. We do drag. They don't do drag. They make money off the drag queens. Where's their fucking telethon?
2: Well, I'm trying to get on All Stars, so I thought the editing was well. Perfect. Girl, I don't I think this whoever's is whoever's in the editing chair. I really top-notch work, everyone over there. <laughs> really good stuff.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Hot Goss. <laughs> And remember,
2: please take a moment to rate and review our show on your podcast apps. Do a shout
1: out to all of our Mom Plus subscribers. Ooh, you're listening behind the episode at Free Pop Good pum 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 Pussy Wall. And shout out to all of our Mom
2: Plus.
1: We're concurrently <laughs> having LGBT strokes. Um, a shout out to all of our Mom Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad free behind the good pussy paywall. Mm,
2: so we know you're listening. Special, special hello. Hello to listeners Justin F. and mm. Shelly V. Shelly V. I know what the F and the V stand for too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Follow us on Instagram. Fickle Victors. will uh, <laughs> Willem at the Only Alaska 5000, at Race, Jason Proud, and at Mom Podcasts.
1: And please stay safe out there, everybody. And we will yes. be back yes. next week with another steaming, steaming. piping, scalding, <laughs> serving up the hot M.
2: Oh. Mom.